Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of the Progress Pod and today I'm joined by Thomas Nisbet who's a fellow online coach in the industry and myself and Thomas went to do the Danoon Ultramarathon on Saturday just past there but things didn't go quite to plan so this podcast we're going to talk about our journey, how the day went and what we ended up doing so looking forward to getting into it. Alright Thomas, how we doing? Right, mate. Don't know if I've just gotten to introduce myself there, but I'm sure the camera just pans to me. I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. So we'll just get into things, mate. And before we dive into the weekend and how everything went, we'll go right back to the start. And in terms of signing up for an ultra marathon, mate, what was your kind of reasoning behind that? Cool. So um basically it came off the back of doing an Ironman and always wanted to do an ultra marathon but didn't think I could so when I done the Ironman self-belief was through the roof and I'd been looking about just trying to do one because I'm going away traveling and then we went to the upgraded coach event and I'm, we were just sitting at the bar and I was saying to people oh, like oh, I'm going to do an ultra marathon soon does anyone want to do one and then like you heard me and walked over and then we booked it after that so there wasn't any massive plan no massive goal like I've always wanted to do it but it was just more I felt like I wanted to do it. I found some that wanted to do it and then we, we booked it, mate. Uh, definitely. I was similar, mate. In my head, I'd, I've ran all distances from 5k to marathon, but never ever done an ultra. And it was always something I was like, yeah, I'll probably get around to it. But it was when you mentioned it, I was like, well, let, let's let's get it booked. And we had a wee look and we saw the, the Danone Ultra Marathon and um, yeah, we got that booked. And in terms of signing up for events in general, obviously you said you've done an Ironman. What's your sort of experience of events and would you recommend them? I so I've always been quite sporty and stuff so I've always played football even though I would class football tournaments as events a league season as an event because you play a certain amount of games you're looking forward to stuff and that so I've always been quite sporty um, and but I'd always done a team sport never done a solo sport so um, it's football and then when I moved over to do a kind of solo sport I really enjoyed it because it was me versus me gives you something to work towards, allows you to learn a lot of different kind of facets of life that you wouldn't get. So self-discipline, self-belief, pushing yourself and the accountability is on you and there's no hiding. And we spoke about that when we're running. Like the reason why we like to coach people, well, I've, I've started coaching people for endurance, you're much more kind of um, experienced than me, but we both said that it's because there's no hiding when you do it. You can't hide. And when you get to the start line in an event and you've not done it, you'll know. And you know people are like that so the reason for um signing up to the event is it holds you at a certain level accountability they just wouldn't get anywhere else yeah definitely i'm a massive fan of signing up to events myself for my own sort of accountability my own focus and also like members of the program as well getting people to events and obviously the events not the be all and end all of everything but it's good to have that focus and then that drives you into the training into the good habits into the discipline everything that we've been talking about and then the event itself is always a good day unless it gets cancelled <laughs> but uh, the event's always always good it's good atmosphere and it's a good way to sort of celebrate the end of a sort of training block but the deeper sort of meaning of signing up for an event is so you can then get that training in there and when it comes to endurance endurance events like running whatever the case may be you'll be the same you're Ironman if you haven't done the training and you turn up to that day like it's clear and obvious if you've done the work or not because you will see that in the times like have you improved or have you not so it's really clear to see mm -hmm. yeah and something again we spoke about in the bus going 
it was funny because I was at the back of the bus saying, uh, or the back of the bus, they can't sing, and then walked off the bus <laughs> and it got cancelled. But uh, I, I did say that, like, I done, I came from a bodybuilding background and I trained in a good gym that was all around bodybuilding and stuff, but there wasn't many people that done it. And then I started coaching people to do bodybuilding, but not like to compete, just to get bigger. And the kind of full cycle result of doing bodybuilding train, bodybuilding training is having like an extra two inches on your arms, right? And it's even thinking back to it, I'm just like, what is the point? It's, it's quite superficial and there's no real kind of, there's nothing you'll remember for the rest of your life. However, when I took my client to his first marathon and seen him cross the line, it was like a sense of relief and emotion that I'd never seen before. And it was, it felt good for me in a selfish way. And like, I feel like the event part of it is so much more rewarding than anything I've experienced and my clients are the same even the guys that done the 10k like the smiles that they had after it and they just finished their first 10k and they were absolutely buzzing they had their medals around them their families were all there and it was just such a good moment and that's something i'm really looking forward to replicating over and over again and making it a really it's got to say potent but that's not the right word to use a really strong part of the program we will not force you but advise you to do that and set you up in the right way to get there yeah definitely mate i was the same we took quite a lot of uh, members to the great scottish run a couple of weeks ago and like a lot of the guys hadn't ever done an event before and maybe were a bit skeptical to signing up before it but after it if you ask any any one of them it's like that was amazing like whether they smashed their time or didn't quite get their time the fact that they completed it and did an event it was just even the training the full process of it all was excellent so i definitely would recommend events to to anybody and in terms of our event then preparing for the ultra marathon how was the how was the training how was the build up for it mate it's good mate so i got coached off a guy called johnny who was a really successful triathlete so i had a good and he coached me a lot so he explained a lot to me so when i was getting to then the ultra i kind of understood like distance recovery um nutrition and stuff but i reached out to chris um your old running coach but i didn't even know that at the point so yep. it was quite weird how we'd do an ultra but you'd been coached often before and um he's really um insightful we running so he done all my programming which is just a a weight off my head because i just didn't want to do it and he forced me to do a lot of runs and loops that i wouldn't have done so up hills because ultra marathon we we're going to do was a uh, high elevation like 13 1400 meters so it was high on ben nervous so the runs that I was supposed to do that I was thinking about doing was just flat 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 distance distance so he showed me that you should be doing it this way and it was a lot harder so training three four times a week um some basic strength training really slow the boring pace as I call it some speed sessions but the majority of it was quite slow mate what about yours because yep. I think with an ultra marathon it is different it's about time on feet and getting through the distance rather than yeah. speed work so I was a bit different because obviously I had the, the half marathon the week before it so I was more sort of tailoring my training around the half marathon with that being my main focus but i tweaked it a little to just the longer runs that i was doing make them longer and i was trying to as you say go to maybe the wind farm or somewhere where it is a bit hilly and stuff like that because yeah the course at Dunoon, although we didn't get to do it looked horrendously in terms of the elevation and stuff like that so um yeah it was i was probably not as prepared as I could have been going into an ultra marathon purely because because I had the half marathon. So my training probably would have been slightly different if I just had the ultra to focus on. It would have probably been a lot more longer runs, hill hill work and things like that. But just the way it worked out, um, that's the way it, the way it was. But I'm really looking forward to 
doing I'll get to this but doing another ultra marathon and having that as like a a focus and it'll be interesting to see what the training is like I already have a few members that have signed up to to ultra marathons next year and things like that so I'm looking forward to um to looking into that in a lot more detail but uh, overall training was good feeling fresh uh, feeling good feeling fit and, and we were ready to go and then it was on Saturday morning you came and picked me up at like five o'clock uh, for a start at uh, the noon at nine actually just before we move on for that so I only had eight weeks as well to train for it which yeah. is not enough time because even though I'd done the Ironman I did take kind of two months off endurance training so the most I was doing was maybe a 40 minute bike session indoors so I was definitely unprepared as well so we're both unprepared but from different sides yeah, yeah. Um, and before that run uh, before through the eight weeks I got sick so I ended up better just telling this story because it's funny but I ended up going out a run and I bought this sandwich shop a sandwich for like a, a Nisa local red flag <laughs> and it says it was Mexican on it so I'm like how did I even was, it that? was it a yellow label it was like oh a label that I'd never seen before and it had an expiry date it was like three weeks down the line with chicken in it and I'm like right there's something dodgy I still ate it and then when I went out a run, my girlfriend was like, oh, you need to watch, can I go to that run? Because like something, I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Got like an hour in and ended up going to run and shitting myself, which is the first time. <laughs> so I ended up getting sick. I ended up getting sick from that. Um, and I had like maybe 10 days off training. And uh, even when I was sitting, when I just shat myself, <laughs> obviously I didn't mean to do it, I was forced. I was just like, what am I doing here? I can't, I'm not going to be able to do an ultra if I can't even get for a 20k run up hills. Yeah. Uh, so that was quite challenging to be fair, but it's uh, it's funny because you can only laugh, you need to laugh about it, you know what I mean? Definitely. And what was the furthest distance you ran in your training, mate? Only 27k, but it was like 750 metres elevation. So, uh, no, 850 metres. So it was only 27k I'd ran. Um, yeah. The furthest I've ever ran is 27k apart from an event it's mad in it aye and I've done an I think the most that I'd done in training as well was 30k so given the fact that the Dunoon Ultra was 55k mm -hmm. planned we were still quite a good bit away for that yeah. in terms of distance and uh, it was going to be both our longest runs ever um, so I get into to the, the day in terms aye, of picking so us up early bells five, my pal Daza picked us up legend by the way and he picked us up in a uh, a car that was suitable for the weather if he picked them up in my old car then it was just it was so low so it was just going to get swamped so i'm glad he took the other car and they picked us up even in the car we were like oh this is brutal but it's got to, it's got to be fun blah blah and then we got to the pier got to the the pier and turns out we're at the wrong pier we're waiting for an hour for a, a ferry that was actually never coming so we needed to jump in on our ferry um and there was a wee bit of a good buzz like on the per uh, perry the ferry people were speaking about it yep. and saying like oh you're looking forward to the race so no one had a clue that it was got to be called off no and uh well i was getting worried that we were driving there and already at that point at half five six in the morning there was some roads getting closed off and stuff and i was going it's maybe heavy rain for the full day today i was like what's it going to be like when we're trying to get home tonight i was like it's already we've got a warning signs but we had no no indication it was going to be off and then i think it was quite funny uh, that was a funny story in the fact we were sitting waiting there was maybe a i think there was a maybe a ferry at like 10 past 6 20 to 7 5 past 7 and these times were passing we're sitting going what's going on here we're not going to make it <laughs> then a ferry came and we jump on it it wasn't until the guy was coming around for the tickets and he was like you guys are in the he's yeah, in the wrong, wrong ferry. ferry and it's uh the road that was shut off in the morning at six in the morning is the road that we ran 
like 5k on do you remember aye. that and it was just up to our hips <laughs> full at 5k it was crazy aye. um so we got to got to Danoon. everyone was buzzing there was no sign that was got to be called off people are saying have you brought your jackets with you we just jump in the bus on the bus it's i think we were the youngest by like 30 years 30 years eh? aye i'd say so and it was i think obviously it's our first type of experience in the the ultra world but speaking to people the fact that it was hammering a rain the place was a mess i think that was a buzz for most of the the guys doing ah, these events I think, that, I think they were uh, loving it yeah, i was getting messages from my wife and my mom and stuff like that like yeah, i take it is this cancelled yet is this cancelled <laughs> and i was like no it's not cancelled we're, we're here we're nearly there and uh, we jumped off the bus uh again the rain was like pelting down everybody would have seen it but uh, hammering down we were trying to get we were getting our numbers and i was just trying to get mine on it was starting to make sure it wasn't getting soaked and uh that's when they kind of pulled us in to, to Aye, give us an said that i've got an announcement and i was i said to you we're going to reduce the course from 55 to 30 and take away the the kind of trail part in the middle because that was where a lot of the elevation was and uh when they done when they said that and they said all oh, the race is off i was like that's mental because I thought they would have at least let us know there's a possibility of this happening. Yeah. Not until we got there. And I was like, I said, but maybe if they said that, then it would have changed a few things. But uh, as soon as she said that, obviously I understand that safety's paramount and they were really upset as well. They were all really nice. So it wasn't yep. as if like they were just saying, oh, the race is off. Like it was quite emotional for some. So a lot of uh, hard work is into that. Definitely. That's what I was going to say. There's so much hard work, like so many volunteers that are involved. Like obviously, there was like goodie bags and t-shirts and everything like that already ready for the end rolls and like food and everything like that been bought and then obviously people marking around the course and stuff so there'd been so much effort in the lead up to it so it was a real shame um it was gutted but like you say it was i think because of the there was sort of trail bits and like woods and forests and there's probably been a few sort of landslides and things so you could understand the, the last thing they would want is for us to do it and then yeah. for people to get seriously injured Aye, so. and maybe the maybe the course did get progressively worse by that time because the rain was so heavy it was actually sore on your neck when it was hitting you so maybe it did just get to the point where they're like maybe this could be on and then they waited until the end so that was one of those um so we get told that and then the first thing i think about is i'm running home i'm doing the ultra there's no chance that i'm not doing I it uh, and there was as soon as I heard it's finished, I was like, I need to do an ultra today. Ah, uh, cause you like initially my first, I was just felt a bit down because I was just I'd got myself up for it. We were buzzing, and we're at the start line, mate, and it's just like, oh, it's off. And at first, I was just like gutted, feeling a bit down. Rain's pouring on us, mate. We're soaking, we're freezing, and then you did say to me like, oh, I think I'm just going to do my own ultra around the braze or something like that and you were like right and i was just like I, at first i thought like it, uh, you were just saying that mm -hmm. like you're kind of joking and first thought in my head as well was right i will need to try and do an ultra of some sort because i want to get this distance in but i wasn't actually thinking today i was like right i'll need to try and have a look at the calendar see what my plans are this week i've got to just need to do some sort i'm going to need to go and do 55k myself and then you are you are you after sort of five minutes or so i was like nah he's he's serious here. he's adamant that he wants to to do a run the day in these conditions uh, i was i don't know like i'm not the fastest runner like you you've seen that like i'm quite slow um probably just because i've not got a lot of running experience and i would class myself as a heavier runner so i'm not like that endurance kind of whip it so i know that when i do a run like the conditions are always got to be brutal for me if i was to do it even in the sun because right. i still struggle so like the conditions weren't really a thing and 
I probably was a bit naive. So when we were speaking and you were saying, mate, the roads will be closed. I was like, oh, shut up. The roads will be fine, man. Just do this, do this. But then in reality, when we actually done it, and we'll probably speak about it, it was really dangerous. And there was a lot of things that I didn't even think about. It wasn't until um, we met that woman at the toilets. Yeah. Remember? And she, she was like the only person we seen for like, had two hours doing a run. And she said, you need to watch the manholes in the road because yeah. you won't see them. A lot of them are open because of the floods. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. So I, I was thinking, oh, we'll just be able to run the road and that. But Aye. if we fall down a hole or maybe snap your leg, then that's bad. So that's when I went, oh, actually, maybe it's, we should have maybe thought about this a wee bit more. But no, I think it's just when you get hit with a situation like that, you just need to go for it regardless of the, the circumstances. And uh, there was just this kind of voice in the back of my head that just said, just go for it, just run home. Figure it, it sounds cooler. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> run about canvas slang. That's what you said. Like, if we ran about canvas slang, it wouldn't have felt like an ultra. Uh, that felt so, that was solid, that. Because uh, I was thinking, I was like, so obviously we can touch on this as well, actually, we can skip by that bit, but been carb loading for like three days like we were sitting there with all our all our food ready like ready to go ready and it, i thought like realistically in my head we were back on the back in the car now getting on the ferry back over kind of thinking about what to do and in my head i was going realistically am i going to go home for this and then go back out on wednesday or something and do a 55k i was like probably not i was like realistically if i'm going to do it then like let's just get it done today i know the conditions are, are terrible and you were like why don't we just run home from guruk and i was like like how do we even get back i don't even know where we are we're gonna to have to run on motorways and all that and i was just like nah let's we won't do that like i was trying to think of something else we did and then you, <laughs> we did run on motorways. <laughs> and then you just looked at it and i said but how far is that anyway that'll be miles and then you looked at it and you're like it's 55k <laughs> and once you said it was 55k from guruk to your house basically i was like like that seems as if it's been written in the stars it's like Aye, just to do we it. need to do that i was just like right fine then we're in the in the car and i was like hey, you've convinced me and I, 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 if you were doing it there's no way i was going to be like that no chance no i just go home with, uh, with your mate and, nah, and your missus and be like right i'll see you after thomas Aye. leave you here um, as much as i wanted it to be just me I'm glad you've done it because I, you definitely pushed me a lot harder than what I would have pushed. I would have, I would have 100% finished it, but I wouldn't have maybe as, I wouldn't have been as consistent in my running if you weren't there. You definitely pushed me because as much as we say we, we say, we're saying we ran it together, you were always in front of me just a wee bit. Yeah. So we were still a lot uh, alone, but yeah. we both had the same bag. Yeah. So it looked like we'd fell out with each other <laughs> and you were just running ahead. So it was good to always see you in the distance. And I kept thinking like, because I'm seeing your bag, I'm seeing me and I'm like, that'll be me. So I just keep following him and I'll be done. Aye, aye. It's weird. It was quite weird. And we both kind of looked the same for the back aye. as well. <laughs> so it was like, I was watching myself finish <laughs> it before I'd even finished it. Uh, but I remember sitting in the car, mate, and like the, uh, like just when we first get out, it was freezing. Oh, oh it was so, so cold. cold. And I was like, and then we we're filling up our water bladders <laughs> and then I was just filling them up and I was quite shivering. There's a video and I'm like, oh my God, I'm freezing, but I can't <laughs> kid on. I'm not a kid on fine. Hey Jordan. And we filled up the water bladders and we put them in and the amount of food I was carrying, the water, it was so heavy. Aye. And I was like, oh, this is going to be brutal. Because in the, for the Danone Ultra, there was three checkpoints. So we all had, we had three separate bags with additional gels, food, water, electrolytes, all in, three different bags that we were planning on giving to 
the marshals at the event who will take them to the three checkpoints. So that just meant that we don't need to carry all that. You get to the checkpoint, you quickly fill up your bladder, add in the rest of the food, eat all that, drink all that between each checkpoint. So that was going to be the plan sorted. But now all of a sudden we had all the food, but we're like, how do we carry all this? So we had to like fill up our bladders like full to bursting, which is mm. another like two kilo on our back. Yeah. Then like try to squish loads of gels into our, like belts, pockets, um, and any of the food that we had as well. So we were running being like, wet as well. Soaking wet. Soaking and I, remember, so, I, I remember my jacket was so heavy when I took it off. I I was trying to put the and we were standing and, and with the boot open in the car, just shooting ourselves, trying to put the water into the bladders for a bag and my hands up here shaking <laughs> cold. And because we we're already soaking. And Aye. it was just like, right, we're actually just about to start this, already mm. soaking with like five extra kilos on top of this. Yeah. Um, but I mate, once once we found out it was fifty five k home, I was like, right, let, let's just let's just get this done. Uh, the place spot was just deserted, wasn't it? Like we actually looked like mental cases. I think, mate, it was just like <laughs> people we, was how many stairs we got throughout that was unbelievable. It was, it was mental, and we uh, we said that it's like people will be looking like, oh, they're just out doing a five or ten k, and I don't know if anyone else done an ultra that day. Yeah, like and the out of the full people that done it, I didn't see anybody post it. I seen people posting they'd done like maybe a fifteen mile run, yeah, maybe a ten k, but I didn't see anyone actually doing an ultra. So it's probably a good chance that we were the only people in potentially Glasgow, definitely probably Glasgow and maybe Scotland that done that distance on that day. So that was quite cool as well. Um, and I remember when we were running at the start and we were running to. And because it was that soaking, we couldn't have our phones out. Yeah. Um. And my phone actually is broke because I can't charge it right now because it was water flooded. So uh. that's how soaking it was and it was in my pocket. And uh, when we were running, I was like, right, we just need to, there wasn't a route. Yeah. So well, like, we need to get to Fort Matilda and then we need to figure out where to go for there. So it was quite cool because on ultras, you need to do trail running, you need to figure out where to go. So it was it was mitigating the, the kind of situation that would be in ultra. So... Uh, we got to the Fort Matilda and then that's when we met that woman yeah and the flooding wasn't as bad there we took a wee side street at that point but like oh it's not that bad and it wasn't until we got to the uh, just after that we needed to go up to like knee height and just run through it yeah that was quite brutal yeah I think it was like before we even got to the floods obviously we were already soaking I remember just running I think we were like 700 metres in and I stood in a big massive puddle my foot was already uh, you like, were trying to jump so around the water and I, I just ran I, right and I was just like right well 700 metres in my feet are already soaking freezing and I was like it was just another 54k to go and I was just like what's happening here and uh, I we, we knew that we thought there was going to be a kind of cycle path most of the way home we thought if we got to Fort, Fort Matilda so we got there and fair play to that woman though it was like she met us and she went oh are you guys might be doing the, the noon ultra and uh, it's been called off so you're just doing a long run anyway and we're like aye we're going to run back to Glasgow but she was like ah, fair play like aye. she was quite buzzing for aye, us aye, I thought she, was. uh, she wasn't like she wasn't even like using mental mm. she was kind of like ah, she commented on Facebook the, that the, I saw put in the the, the noon ultra chat saying uh, like I took a t-shirt but the only reason I took the t-shirt is because I was doing an ultra that day but I'm just going to change it to Guruk <laughs> and she commented on it saying oh that's amazing he's made at home met he's at the toilet she's well lovely I think or something well done crazy men and then that nah, was quite funny because she'd actually posted so she was already in that chat and she someone had tagged her saying oh are those those guys you were talking about so she must have seen <laughs> I seen these two guys that were trying to run home for Glasgow <laughs> so that was quite cool I, and it was just like from there though it just got worse and worse especially from like I think it, 
actually when we got home I didn't realise that like Guruk, Greenock area Port Glasgow was actually the worst affected of the ah, floods pretty yeah. much and then <laughs> and like the kind of west of Scotland man I was just like what we had to be in it but it was as you say once you got we got to one bit we were like right we'll need to try and run around this way and like we were trying to take all these long routes to get by the floods but eventually we just had to go we just need to walk through this there's no way that we can get by but it was just just taking our time through those things and like the water was like up to above your knees and it was just like the longer you were in it though you could start to feel yourself getting freezing yeah. like because that's what i was kind of worried about was like, i want to get through these quickly so we can start running again to get the heat back because your feet were like turning into ice blocks the longer you were in that water yeah there was a point where we'd done the half marathon distance and we were buzzing we were like, oh pace was good well at six minutes a kilometer everything was fine like my heart rate was 130 and then we're like this is and we're running down the coast yeah but we had that and we met that guy that's <laughs> the guy was like is drink my car will be all right and we're like mate your car's definitely on the water <laughs> back here because <laughs> he'd left it uh, and then and the amount of cars that we seen were just bobbing in the water i just floating just floating. <laughs> so uh so then obviously we had done the half marathon feeling really good and i was like, i feel good here like everything's good nutrition's good and then we got to a point where it was that it was the roundabout and we went through the roundabout and we're like we can't go that way yeah. that was the part that really made me freezing because it was up to like here for yeah. me yeah. so i went a wee bit deeper than you to see how because you had the belt on so i Aye. just went right i'll go away because i had everything high and i was freezing and i was like i need out this water so then we ran and then that's when we started running the motorway because we needed to go above that. Yeah. Um, but that was the point I was like, I real, I feel like this is a mistake. We shouldn't have done this when we were in that water. Aye. And then when we were running on the motorway, we it was so it was like it was up to here. So yeah. It was up to there. So I needed to like pull my leg through all the time. My hamstring started getting a bit like so. But see, because we're running consistently in water, that was brutal. That was Aye. so demotivating. So that was for like 5k and it wasn't, you weren't running, you were jumping. Aye, jumping 5K. And like feet freezing. And I think that was the hardest bit for me. Like it seemed to be that you go, right, oh, we've got to a dry bit now. But you would do 400 meters and it would just be Flood. wet again. And you were like, ah, oh. like, so it was stopping you and you were freezing. And there was one point, um, I can't even remember whereabouts this was. Like my sense of direction is terrible, but... I think we got to like a kind of wee crossroad bit and you took, you went left and I kind of went right thinking the pass would just meet, but you went the better route that was aye, less aye, flooded. Aye. And I was like, right, I need to catch up on you. So you never saw this. Mate, fell, but, but <laughs> so I, I, I ran to try and catch up on you and I obviously like tripped on a curb or something. I tripped and my hands were like right into the water. I was sitting at like a kind of press up position in manky brown water in the middle <laughs> oh. of Greenock or something. I was just saying, yeah, I've, I've chose to do this. Like, what is going on here? What I was, am I doing? I was trying to remain super positive because it was kind of my idea to do it. And then I noticed I was like, right, just keep being positive. And there was a point I was just like, mate, oh, this is brutal. <laughs> but then you switched tomorrow. There was I, a point when we were I, running where you were me and I was you. So it was yep. cool for both of us to interchange between that. And it was definitely a good kind of partnership, especially when we got to the end because... I was gonzo but um another dangerous part was when we were run down that street and remember they were all out and a guy had like a oh, i say like a bentley and it was really low though uh, yeah. and he's like oh you can't run down there like you need to go the high road yeah and like but the high road just that was the actual way to go though because we did go the high road uh, after yeah. that but he's like oh just jump that fence so we jumped the fence and then we were on the motorway and cars were coming down in the rain at 60 miles an hour passing us and there was nothing, no barrier there. We were in the, the grass, so that was quite dodgy because they could have easily slid. So that was when I was like, oh, we need to get away from this, but there was no other way to go. Everything else was flooded. So that was quite dodgy, I would say. Uh, I think um, just 
the endless amount of wetness, water, like floodness, and like just every route being blocked, it was just making it so hard. But I think like you touched on it there, like it did have a good ultra feel to it. Like it wasn't just like, oh, we just ran home on the road for 55k. It yeah. was like, right, we need to try and work out how we're getting home here. Right, there's hills, right, we're, we're going through. We're running in grass a lot of the mm -hmm. time because the, the roads were flooded. Um, and I think it was right as well, like you... It was, I definitely wouldn't have done it if it was just me, mate. I think both of us being there really, really helped. And I'd said to, said this to you during it. Like, see, during a long endurance event, you go through so many ups and downs. So there's points where you're just like, what am I doing? Like, I just need to be home. This is terrible. Like, what, like, what can I do to get out of this situation? And you've got this negative talk. But then there's times where you, like, get past it. You, you fight through that. And you'll get past a bit. And you're like you start feeling uplifted and it's just like, right, I'm buzzing now. And it might be whether you pass a half marathon mark or whatever the case may be, but there's so many ups and downs. So it's really good when you're doing it with somebody to be like, one of these might be in the low side, but another person is having a good moment at that point. And you just kind of pull each other through it, um, which is good. And it's weird, like we spoke about this again, we're running like the progressive steps to get towards doing that is... It's crazy and the only reason I would have done that and this is so cringy because I'm going to sound like every every other person but I listened to a, the David Goggins book and I was one of the first people to listen to it when it first came out the audible one can't hurt me and I remember listening to it saying like he does all these crazy runs and he'd done an Ironman and that's how his endurance kind of journey started doing that and then when I done my, my when I done my Ironman I noticed it was like the same feeling that you can do it and like yeah. it's fine like because in my, I've done a, a fitness event that took 15 hours and 51 minutes. So I know that if I do a run that's got to take me seven, eight, nine, ten, I'll be fine because I've already done 15 hours. So you just get a certain set, sense of belief for doing these events. And someone actually asked me, saying, Oh, mate, you're crazy. How do you do that? Like, you must have always been like that. But in reality, like, I've built it. It's took years and years. I just pushed myself and put myself in my comfort zone to get to a point where I can just say, right, I'm going to do this. There's nothing that's got to stop me. Yeah. And it's a skill that you need to work on. And what what do you think's caused you to, to do that, mate? Uh, it's caused me to do that. Why, well, do you, why, do you, why do you want to do these challenges? Why do you want to put yourself out there? Definitely. as you can see through the weekend there wasn't many other people doing that nah, it definitely comes for just like probably living quite an unfulfilled and shite life to be honest like the 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 person i was when i was younger i'm not proud of that person wasn't a bad person it wasn't like horrible nasty or that it's kind of just similar to the way i am now but it wasn't it didn't push himself a lot he didn't really he looked at a challenge and shied away rather than looking at a challenge and thinking how can i do that so um the the, the version of me like even if I was to do a 5k run years ago and it get rained off and the event was cancelled, I would have just went home mm -hmm. and done it. So even if it was just a very lesser and just not went home, done it. So I went home and just went to bed and just accepted it. Um, so it's just probably a progressive kind of muscle that I've built with doing that. And it's something I definitely need to use and tap into more. And we spoke about this again. Like if you can, like for me to do that, there's obviously a sense, a real drive there. Something there that's like different to what I'm usually like and how can I then transfer that into other areas of my life I mean how can I push it in my business how can I push it in my standards like my discipline and stuff and that's something that a lot of people don't think about when they do these 10ks half marathons marathons anything like even a diet like mm -hmm. something yep. simple like that or like maybe a photo shoot or that shoot, like yep. 
these things have so much transferable skills that you don't even know and it's important to use these as a crutch to learn how to do that 100% mate in terms of fitness events photo shoots all these things are, are great and people might like, I remember doing my first photo shoot and people were probably thinking that guy's just vain why does he want to just stand in front of a camera but like the actual lessons that you learn the challenges you put yourself mindset the habits you need to develop like it really can transfer into all other areas it's similar with endurance running and, and, and training and as you say you need to all other areas of your life need to be working well for you to perform at your best and for me why do i do these challenges and things like that and my mum, for instance is always saying like you're mental like why you wanted to do this why are you doing this but for me i'm just quite excited to see like how far can you you push your your body like you see all these challenges getting done and you think that's amazing like there's so much potential there that yeah i haven't touched yet and there's so many things that i want to do and see if my body can do it it's exciting and it's more just about like you, the growth that you get from it as well just putting yourself in, in the sense of achievement and i'm just excited about these things which is which pushes me and i think just having that mindset and and pushing forward and always striving for growth you're going to just keep challenging yourself and just keep getting better from it and the carryover you see in regards to like the other people that are doing stuff as well like you're a, a role model in a sense not to say like oh that's like not an ego way but more of, more of the way like i've noticed a lot of my friends are starting to run more it's amazing they're all talking about running and they're all buying like garments and they're all saying mm -hmm. oh i'm got to do this i'm thinking about doing this event and you don't really know how much people you can inspire and probably potentially because when i was growing up no one had done a 10k half marathon marathon or a, a, even anything close to a 10k when i was mm -hmm. growing up so I'd, I'd never seen anyone do a fitness event so when I do these stuff, I'm like, this is my own decision. There's not been any other outside influences. No one really was into these. It was all just football and stuff. So it was never like any of these solo stuff. So for me, it's about, right, maybe I'm actually missing a trick if I don't do this because what can I actually learn from it? Um, and it's really important to see these events. And something that I notice with guys is they struggle a lot with the darker nights and the winter coming in. And I've been speaking a lot about the guys in my program and also just in social media and stuff. And the best way to kind of get around that is just use things like these events to push you through. Because yeah. if you don't have a strong enough wire, strong enough motivator, the darker nights are dark. They get dark, dark. I actually woke up and it was light. Yeah. And then at four in the morning, went back to sleep and it was dark at six in the morning. I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> You're messing my body clock. So with these like darker nights, like, it's really important to use things like fitness events to get yourself through it and something else definitely and i made a post on it as well like you head into october and it starts getting darker and people are like oh like the summer's out of the way i've not got much on now like i'm just going to sack it off and do things in the new year is essentially what a lot of people say and it's just a real real waste of time and potential improvement for me i think it's a really really good time to get head down if you're not if your social events are quieter like if you've not got as much on people aren't doing as much just get the head down get to work and you'll be amazed at how much progress you could make between now and then and if you've got an event like even if you say let's book an event for january or february or something like that that's going to just keep you driving through the winter through the, the dark nights and there's events all the time now it doesn't yeah. you don't need to wait till springtime or summer or whatever to book an event there's events all the time as when we were searching for that ultra there was ultras in november and december january everything um so i'm not telling people need to sign up for an ultra but it's like there's things there that you can sign up to 
there's things there that you can have that focus and just you're going to really benefit from it in all areas not just you're going to complete the event which is going to be amazing but you're going to really see amazing benefits from it and if you can run in the winter you can run in the summer yeah think about how much easier it's going to so feel see when summer. a hard run comes up in the summer and you're like oh i've got a 20k for my i've maybe got like 17k just before my half marathon it's roasting like you'll remember i remember i done that 15k in the in the, the rain in the yep. winter you'll be like, oh this is a this is a canter and it's just about being consistent with your training and i've i've noticed the reason why i've been so consistent with like weightlifting football and ultra uh, endurance training since i've started is i've always had an event to push towards yeah. as i said like when you play football you've got a league season you've got the start of the league cup games you've got a start and an end date that is an event in a sense people don't see it like that but you've got something you need to show up for and something you work towards it's the exact same as doing a run event so for me the best way to do it is just have something to work towards people that struggle with consistency you just need to figure out something you enjoy that doesn't feel like exercise and you can just do and have an end date yeah. and then recalibrate and do something else. Um, so the two things around like the winter nights and the darker mornings and then the consistency, they go hand in hand when you fix them with one thing. But then how do you get someone to a point where they feel fit enough, they feel comfortable, they feel that they've got enough self-belief to do these events. So it's important to choose the right ones because as much as me and you could go run an ultra tomorrow, We've got a lot of experience with coaching, nutrition, endurance training. Um, so you need to get that fine balance between having a base to go do these events. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, a running event for me as well is a really, really good sort of entry-level first event, whether that's a 10K or something like that. Even the 5Ks, you can Even, book 5Ks yeah, five and get a medal now. Yeah. It's amazing. So. And like, it, you, you don't need any crazy skills to be able to do it like you're not going to that, a crossfit competition or something like that which is maybe it'll take a lot of time to develop yeah. skills and uh, the movements and stuff like that whereas running we just need to pair of running shoes and you're good to go and you can really build up and progress quite quickly and um, but i was going to say as well we're talking about um training for ultras and stuff i think it's going to be interesting to see if we do another one what it'll be like without swimming being involved <laughs> it's like i'm quite excited to see how i'd get on it and there was a point i could have easily done a front crawl easy Aye. like i was actually thinking should i just do a front call for a laugh I mean, uh, 100% but like, i would have done it just for and just swam about just for a video but i'm like i'll just be soaking neck high and i'm like my contacts will end up getting a bit of brown shit water in it so i was like nah i'll end up losing my because i could already tell um kirsten my wife wasn't too happy and um, that i said i was doing this she was she was all right but i think she was like right, there's weather warnings here people have been advised to stay at home roads are getting flooded and you're trying to run home from guruk and uh i just said i'll keep you posted throughout so i was giving up the updates with voice notes when when i could because as you said that was one of the things that annoyed me is because i wanted to get good content throughout it getting yeah. good videos but see because it was just so, so wet, wet i could literally i could hardly even put my because of your phone's a touch screen it was just like raindrops i could hardly turn yeah. my phone on so as i if i could to get an opportunity i would send a voice note just say everything's all good we're fine we're fine and uh we must have got through one of the worst like flooded bits and we were on a decent bit at that point so i messaged kirsten like right we're all good we're like 25k and it's fine um keep you updated and, and, the then, aye, and, the and, and then the co-op and then i was like it's <laughs> all good uh, we're all fine and then you must have uploaded a video to instagram of like an hour before when we we're in the middle of like uh, the river and uh kirsten's looking and she's like 
I just sent it to like a family chat and it's just like me and you wading through like water <laughs> up to our knees it's brown manky was water <laughs> it was like rapids at one point mate yeah, it was like it was like like a current I forgot about that and then Kirsten just then I just see a message just saying Jordan I've just seen Thomas's video like <laughs> I promise you it was fine I promise you but um, no it was it was fine eventually but there was sometimes some points that um, looking back you think that was quite yeah. It's all, but we didn't have an option. We'd made that decision. It was just like we need to try and get through this. But we, we had, did take our time, and it wasn't if we started sprinting through yeah. the wall. We had a we had a mishap with the watches, so we got to about thirty k. We got to the co-op. I was really dehydrated. My head was starting to get sore because I must have been carrying so much weight that I just my fluid balance must have been off. And then I drank all my water, and I was still dehydrated. So got to the co-op, and then I had a bottle of Lucozid, and I put it in the water. Yeah. You remember my yeah. and then I, I was like oh should i have done that but i needed it because i couldn't get any fluids in because i was feeling brutal so i was drinking it and then my stomach started getting sore at about 30k and then as we're running like we got to about 40k yeah um we're doing okay pace to be fair i was running for like four kilometers then we're walking like a wee 0.4 then running again and then we got to 40k my watch said we were at 43 uh, yeah and i was like mate we'll only get 12k to go this is uh. easy like and then it turns out we'd actually had 40 and we were still in Paisley. And yeah. it was so demotivating. See that time where like there was a point you were like way ahead of me running and I was just running and I was like, my stomach's sore. But I was I was kidding on it was fine to you so that you weren't getting worried because we were in the freezing water and I was getting quite cold and I was running and then you were getting further ahead, further ahead. And I was like, oh no, this is, I'm uh, holding him back. And to be fair, like we got to a point where uh, we were at Ibrooks yeah. and I, my stomach was really bad like really sharp shooting pains and I needed to stop and I was walking for half a kilometre and we still had 10k to go and I said to you uh, like mate you can just run home and you could easily finish 6 minute kilometres and you'll get home because you were you were handling it a lot better than the way I was handling it and then you said nah I'm not going to leave you which I found was really good mate so cheers for doing that that was good because even though if you did I wouldn't have cared because I'm like it's cool I would have made it home but that was a really nice thing you done, so. I know, there was nobody we were, we were finishing Aye. it together, mate. And it was uh, one of these things, mate, like, if we weren't getting the, the stomach cramps, you would have been able to, Aye. you'd been able Definitely. to continue. But my legs were fine. I, it was just like, it was a hard one. I think it was made more difficult because I'd already planned out for the, the Danone Ultra to be like, right, okay, I know I need to eat this between this checkpoint, then I'll eat that between that. You see, because we all just had everything. Aye. I was kind of like. The water right, meant we couldn't Aye. eat at places because we were forgetting to eat. You were soaked and it was mm. just like, I would try to, and I was all kind of muddled up and I was like, right, I don't want to drink too much because I don't want my bladder to be mm -hmm. ran out. And then I was just like, so it was a lot hard, harder to kind of manage the yeah. nutrition side of things. So I think with yourself, obviously just eating the gels and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, if you think about it, see, just the gels are fine, but they're, they're a necessary evil, if, yeah. you, if you know what I mean. Like, you need to get the carbs in, but they can play havoc Aye. with your stomach at times. It was, and I had took new electrolytes that I'd never yep. taken before, Aye. so that was, and then I think putting the Lucozade in the water was just, Aye. it must have been so, like, top heavy Aye. or yep. something, because I was just drinking it and it didn't feel like Lucozade anymore, so I must have drunk, like, maybe I bought a Lucozade quick, I didn't have any salts, no electrolytes, because I'd drunk all my electrolytes and my waters by 20k, Aye. Aye. so I'd drunk it within, like, what was that like two hours yeah so i'd still had enough five to go with no electrolytes and stuff so 
maybe I was just a lot more thirsty and I was speaking to Chris about this and he said it was definitely the water changes so you would have been burning so much more calories Aye. Um, so it was just a brutal but that was horrendous oh, stomach cramps Aye, you were brutal. getting bad bad cramps Aye. so we got to like we just kind of talking quickly about the run in terms of we got through like once we got I think it was like Lang Bank I think it was called to, up towards Paisley it started going we started going up a hill on, aye, the, aye. on those roads yeah. at that point the kind of major floods kind aye. of subsided there was a they had to be a bit here and there but when we got to like Brayhead kind of that area like the, it was still pouring wet but at least we could run on path at that point um, and that's when you were getting the bad bad cramps so we just were kind of doing a kind of run walk run walk run walk um, but at that point like the legs were starting to feel very heavy we were past the marathon point at that point and that was both our furthest ever yeah. runs and uh, we were absolutely soaked and just like I found it because obviously we would have both just kept running even not, not the fastest of pace but then obviously with the stomach cramps we were doing we were kind of stopping for a bit and then like every time we started our legs were just feeling Aye. so heavy mm -hmm. so it was it was quite a, a grind for the last like so hour or so but it wasn't that we, we eventually a, got there there was a point where like you were saying to me like you need to watch because I was starting to go that white way and yeah, I was like yeah. drained because I couldn't eat anything because my stomach so I was there was a point where I hadn't eaten in for ages and like you had said to me like just watch you don't like if you feel like you've got a faint or that then we need to call it so I was like right cool and as you were saying that like there was four of you there <laughs> <laughs> I was like no it's fine it's honestly it's cool mate and I was like looking I was like where is he but honestly the, my eyes were like shaking and stuff and then I just like took that packet of Tantastics thank god I bought the sugar ones and just ate all of them and Aye. I just felt my body just come back to life if I could go back, I would have been able to get away from the stomach cramps. See if I had took fluids in when I was walking. Yeah. I would have been fine to run, but see, because I was taking fluids in when I was running, that's when it was getting really sore. Aye. Um so I noticed that I ran on my uh on my splits uh the last three K I ran them. We ran them basically. Yeah. yeah. And they were all like sevens, yeah. which was quicker than the last ten K. Obviously you've got that high about finishing, but that's when I started doing that, like eating when I was walking and I noticed I could run so much. So that's probably a um a thing to learn from. But Aye. I just knowing when we got to Ibrox, I was like, right, one more stadium to go, because I knew we we're going by Hamden. Aye. And then we got to Hamden, I was like, Oh, I can't believe us we're here. It's amazing. It's um I'd only realise now, mate, seeing you now of like how pale you actually were so at that pale. point. Because <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I was like, right, mate, you were cause I'm not feeling 100%. And at first I thought it was just the stomach cramps, but then you were saying you feel a bit lightheaded. And I was mm. like, right, I'm all for pushing myself like as far as possible. But if we're going to be like fainting or stuff, I was like, mate, we can just try and fo like, we can call it now if we've, we've run a decent amount. But then you were like, no, no, it's fine. And it wasn't until mm -hmm. after that you're like, I mate, I was seeing two of you there <laughs> or four of you, whatever. And, uh, but, Mate, we, we got through it and uh, like you say it was a unreal feeling mate see when we got to uh, to Hamden because we'd ran past like Capolo and Greenock mm. and then all oh, the and then we were at then we were at Ibrooks, then we were at Hamden and just actually thinking see when we got to like uh, Rutherland we, we finished our finish point was Kings Park Hotel and yeah. When we, just when we were heading up to that just thinking of how far you've actually came ah, was, it was madness uh, even driving to like a uh... Um, like a Morton game and I watched my wee bra like that's like what 45 minutes and then we were a bit further than I, that I, I will further in than a car that, yeah, and that's I, like there's a lot of long roads so it's it's crazy to think about the distance and even when we were running up like we had a mishap with the watches so because you were stopping your watch and my watch was like 
I've dropped my watch, so it's definitely broke. But we'd uh, I've probably done over fifty five k. Uh, there was a, uh, when we were we'd maybe stop to eat or something or stop to pee or whatever. And so I was I just paused like, mine in the co op as well. And I didn't put it on until like five ten minutes later. Because that's what I kept making mistakes. I would pause it and then we'd start running again. And I would go to check the time and my watch would still be paused. And I was like, I've ran, I've ran five hundred meters there. So I did that a few times. Eventually, I just said, right, I'm not even pausing my watch. Aye. Just whatever it is, it is. And uh, it just made things all kind of mixed up so i think my watch ended up finishing at like 53k or something like that 52 point something and um, but as you say i'm pretty sure that we ran a lot more well, mine's that. finished 53.9 at the king's park hotel and it was just annoying me so i needed to go do the 55k <laughs> and there's a video and i'm like running like this like i'm just wobbling side to side my girlfriend's like if you've seen yourself at the back like you were just running and like a zigzag rather than running straight so uh, when it came up 55k in the watch i was like thank god and then my stomach was just mad like the amount of times i was passing wind it was just crazy it wasn't even like smelling it was just pure wind it was weird i it was, was making the craziest sounds as well i it was not me it was some experience as i was saying like we'd obviously booked this room to talk about the the, the, the new ultra and then when it was cancelled we were like oh we'll need to change it and then but i think Sunday, saturday ended up being even better probably because the fact that it was an ultra experience mate we were running in grass and water and trying to navigate eating and like it was a brilliant experience mate it was yeah, absolutely it was, was buzzing buzzing that we decided to do it mate because at first i thought you were just talking nonsense about running back for good yeah. but um i had a of message i got like during it I, I i didn't look until after but it was like i posted a story of us like we're on our way mate from uh up to glasgow and i had about 50 messages like you are crazy you are mental but no it was a, a really really uh, good experience and how did we feel after it mate how was the recovery saturday night into sunday so it was weird so when i done the ironman bolton like in bolton they're all about like lines and stuff right and i've got like a lion tattoo here and then when you get to boat on the meadow there's a lion and then when you get to the center there's a line and as i was starting the ironman swim the song that came on was like a Lionheart song. So right. it's like a Joe Corey one. Oh, yeah. It's like feel like a lot like, and it's something about a lot like Lionheart or something. But in the song, it says, wake up feeling like a giant. Yeah. And after the Iron Man, I woke up like that sense of accomplishment made me feel like a giant. And then when I woke up the next day after that, it was like different, but it was the same feeling. I woke up like that sense of accomplishment was amazing. It's better than the run. Like yeah. waking up and knowing that, you shouldn't have done that and it's something you forced yourself to do was amazing mate so the next day i was fine like my legs were a wee bit sore went up got breakfast went a walk was just eating loads of food to be fair yeah, so i hadn't aye. eaten burned like seven thousand calories so i felt amazing mate aye aye no i that's what i was going to say thousands and thousands of calories done it was like over was 60, seven seven and a half hours aye? i think i was close to that as well i think i might be six or something like that but it was um 60,000 steps i had sixty-one thousand steps or something on saturday um and then I similar mate I was it's a weird one like my legs were pretty stiff and sore as to be expected and I didn't realize I'd actually been chafing quite badly until, <laughs> until I went in the shell and it was stinging but um other than that actually like I think it was just because I was quite buzzing like see the Sunday I felt quite a good buzz quite a good feeling of accomplishment I've actually recovered really quite quickly and I saw you posting as well like on Monday was it because yeah, I, I probably ran again and I was similar I, I was I, at a bike ride Monday for like aye. an hour and a half uphill so I, I felt totally fine yeah so it was no it was it was it was great mate it was uh I, I completely as I said I've ran all the distances from 5k to marathon but that was completely different ah, it was it's brilliant different, it was a great, great it's feeling different. it's more of a we said this at the start like 
at my only experience of endurance training is just enjoying it and noticing stuff and looking at things whereas your your experience is pace pace uh, pace yep, like you've yep. had an amazing time so for me and you for your experience what i experience is really good to see everything and like have a laugh and those points where we're having quite a good laugh and stuff and talking and like even we things like opening up to each other and just having really good conversations and you kind of get that for doing no. like very intense training Aye, exactly like the difference of that like the half marathon the week before which like i don't really remember anything about it if somebody <laughs> tried to speak to me during that i couldn't have said a word kind of thing it's like you'll just head down like try to beast it heart rate really really high yeah. whereas this is a, a lot different and I, I really did enjoy it and I, I think um i'll 100 be doing another ultra in the future what about yeah. you 100 i'm going to do a 100k one in america and me i think Right. and then um, my goal is to do the desert one that's like mad but i think that the, the that's the reason i love doing this type of endurance training the ironman was similar that was a lot harder and a lot more intense like you did need to push the pace on that but like just having that freedom to do what you need to do chill out enjoy it and not really care about the time is so freeing but just you need to be fit enough that's like saying you don't need to be fit but you can still go you do need to be fit to a certain extent like if we didn't have even if i didn't like you were a lot fitter than me but because i was the least fittest if i didn't have that capacity and that experience there was no way i would have done that i would have just been i'll phone home it or we'll get a train we passed so many train stations that yeah. i knew that would take us to canvas lang and uh, i just knew that if i didn't have that experience and that fitness i wouldn't have been able to do that so there's a caveat to it but Nah, it was, uh, it was an amazing experience, mate. Really good. Definitely. We need to get a medal created. I know, no, definitely. I was actually thinking about messaging them and saying, can we get like two medals and then we'll just change the noon and write Guruk under it. That's what I'm doing with my t-shirt. So Aye. if they've got 2023 on it, then they'll probably just send us it out. If not, they might say, nah, he didn't do it. So, Aye. but we'll get one created anyway because I want a good memento for it. No, definitely. And I'll 100% remember my, my first ultra for sure, mate. It was, uh, it was excellent. And in terms of just to finish things off, mate, what's, uh, what's next on the agenda? Just going traveling to South America, so uh, see if I can get any wee um, fitness events booked over there. Just enjoy it. I've been non-stop endurance training, like a full-time athlete for like a year, so I'm getting sick of it. Mm -hmm. So it's a good time to just chill out, get weightlifting again, do some hikes and stuff, but nothing really major. Probably, I think the next one will be when I come home is a quick marathon time, so I need to yeah. learn speed work for yeah. clients because... I'm, I'm a really good coach in regards to getting people over the line but i want to be a good coach in regards to getting people times as well so i need to get better at speed work yeah what about yourself oh good mate excellent so yeah no running events booked at the moment and um, as i said i will be looking at other ultras to get involved in because i really did enjoy that um, and yeah just really try to push on with my running over the next few months um just again speed work but also enjoying the, the longer ones as well and I've actually booked up for High Rocks as well at the start of March, which will be a new test That'll for me. Great. I've never never done that before. And I think just combining my running with some getting back in the gym with some more sort of strength training because running really has been the focus over the last few months. But yeah, looking forward to that. But lots of exciting things in the pipeline anyway. Stuff. Breaking some records then. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> to be fair, I probably broke the record for the most amount of farts in an know, ultra. Definitely. <laughs> Between 40 and 55k, so that was crazy, mate. Definitely, I don't know if anybody that, tracks that, mate. But it would I think be... my Garmin was telling me, mate, that she broke the PB. But uh, it was like, uh, it was mental. But every time I'd farted, I could run again, so it was business over. So I was like, oh, fuck's sake. So I was hoping for farts to come, which is something I never hope to hope again, you know what I mean? But no, it's been great, mate. Thank you for your time. Aye. good brilliant mate no excellent cheers for coming on mate and uh, speak to you soon aye is that it we've just got a kid on we're not seeing each other after <laughs> <this>. <laughs>
Cheers. Cheers, mate.